Mike Demergis with Rob Carpenter for the Gang Green Report. And Rob, uh, what a night for Sam Darnold and the New York Jets. It, it was a little different from Browning Nagel in 1992 for this rookie. Uh, I'd say it was a huge difference. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, all the hoopla that's been surrounding Sam uh, ever since he signed, you know, um, and I think he's taking it in stride. It's just that uh, I think everyone got a, a little nervous <laughs> right after that first play of the game just to see how he's going to handle it. But um, he came out strong, man, right after that uh, that first play disaster. And, you know, it looks like he just shook it off and said, well, you know, I got a lot of game to play, so. Um, let me go out and make the best of it. And not only did he play well, though, you had to be impressed the way the team played. I mean, the, the push the offensive line got. The, um, the the I thought the offense was very crisp. I thought the receivers, the routes were very crisp. And, of course, the defense, you know, reading the plays of Matt Stafford. Let's start with the offensive line and the play of the offensive line. I actually um, I, I noted that on Twitter last night uh, as the game's going on. Um, one of the things that was that was pretty outstanding to me was that the offensive line actually kept Sam Donald pretty clean throughout the night. Um, you know, so um, I, I know that some of that was scheme uh, from from Jeremy Bates, uh, you know, the offensive coordinator to get Sam Donald on the move a little bit, which helped out. But for the most part, even when he was standing in the pocket, um, you know, they pretty much kept him clean and gave him pretty good, pretty good uh, passing lanes to throw. So, um, you know, the offensive line stepped up very well last night. And, and even in the run game, um, you know, they – they were plowing up with some big holes for the for the run game, and I think this scheme fits them a little better. Uh, so um, I, I think the running game will be a, a, a lot better uh, this year. And, and Sam Donald should be pretty clean throughout the, throughout the remainder of the year. As a former wide receiver, you know, you saw with the Jets, the routes were clean and, and the passing, the timing was, was pretty precise in that pass he had to Robbie Anderson for the touchdown. I mean, he looked like a veteran on that play. I actually uh, I think he could have took a couple of shots to, to Robbie during the game. He missed one earlier, uh, I think the series before, where Robbie actually literally just ran right by the corner. He could have threw it up. He was wide open. Um, he took the check down. He got a completion. I think that built a little more confidence. But also I think when he went to the sidelines, it was uh, it was taken note to him or, or noted to him, look, Robbie had a step. You, you can take a shot. And I think on that play, he, he made a veteran move. Um, that you don't really see rookies do. He actually did a little shoulder fake and brought up the uh, brought up the safety and threw it right over the top of both of them, safety and the corner. So that's something that that impressed me a lot, especially on the on that deep throw to Robbie. And, and he was impressive throughout the game uh, with his reads. Um, he's using the tight ends. He's making quick reads. Uh, it looks like he's really comfortable uh, with, with the way the uh, offensive uh, coaches have put him in this put him in this game. And we're talking with Rob Carpenter, former New York Jet wide receiver in the Gang Green Report. And as a former wide receiver, how much confidence is it for you to have a guy out there on the field knowing he can make these throws and knowing he's going to have time to set you guys up because the offensive line is playing well? It gives you a lot of confidence. Um, For one, it makes you note that you can actually use the timing in your head to know that uh, you can actually complete your routes. Um, Sometimes when you know that the offensive line is struggling or the quarterback is struggling, it makes you want to cut your routes off a little bit just so he can get the ball out of his hands. Um, but now when you see the actual plays that are coming in, the guys can actually fill out their routes, can take their time to get themselves open, and, and the quarterback can make the read and then get the ball there. And his arm is strong enough, he can get the ball in any window. He can make any throw. Uh, again, last night I was a little impressed with uh, some of the throws that he made and, and a lot of the zip that he had on the ball. I didn't see that during the preseason. Um, there was one pass he threw to Quincy Anunua, uh on a quick slant over the middle. 
I couldn't believe it. He zipped it right past the linebacker. He didn't have a chance. The linebacker had no chance. It hit uh, Quincy right in the chest. What did you see in him last night that you didn't? You mentioned you didn't see in the preseason and you didn't see in college. What did, what did you see? Is there that much of a difference from what you saw in college? Um, I think right now, and from what he has now, from what he had in college, um, I, I think he's learning the little things uh, as far as um, the, the quick reads, uh, the, the little tips that he can pick up on what the defense is showing him. And I, I give that to Bates and I give that to McCown. Town being a uh, veteran, been around, and also with him being around Teddy Bridgewater as well. So he, he had a lot of seasoning that, that can go into him uh, this training camp, and it seems like he's picked it up really fast. Uh, you don't really see rookies uh, being able to process things like this as, as fast as he did last night. Um, ho- hopefully, you know, in the coming weeks, he continues to, to progress in that, in that aspect, but you know, that, those are the things that I saw. Uh, the, the quick reads, him knowing where uh, to go with the ball. There was one where he had to hold the ball a little bit and to give uh, Sterling a chance to get open. It was early in the game. He had Sterling for a 12-yard first down on third down. Um, he had to wait a little bit because Sterling actually stumbled. He knew where he wanted to go with the ball. He saw Sterling had one-on-one coverage, and, and Sterling got open, and he hit him with the ball. Um, and, that again, that's kudos to the offensive line because they gave him that extra time uh, to, to, to wait on Sterling. But those are the things that, you, that I'm seeing from him that I didn't see from him in college. You know, of course, the conversation is going to be for both New York football teams, Saquon Barkley or Sam Darnold. Did the Giants do the right move in picking Barkley? And, of course, uh, Barkley had the, you know, the 68-yard touchdown run, but for the most part, the offensive line had, had its leaks, particularly in Eric Flowers. Is it the case that a quarterback makes that much of a difference, or does the quarterback just make everyone else play better? You understand where I'm getting here? I mean, you need an offensive line. You need to have that stability, that foundation to make everybody better. But does does having a quarterback, knowing he can make these throws, knowing he can make these plays, just kind of like, you know, like like the blood throw, flow throughout the body? It, it, it does. Um, when you have a quarterback who can process things really fast and get the ball out of his hands, it will make the offensive line look better. Um Forever, as these guys are on the field, Sam Donald and Saquon Barkley are going to be tied together. Uh, so there's always going to be a comparison, some kind of way to see which team actually got the better of the, the choice. Um, but when you have a quarterback who can do the things that, that Sam has been doing, um, and by no means am I, am I comparing him to Aaron Rodgers right now or Tom Brady, but those are the things that those guys do very well. Everyone has talked about over the past few years how bad Brady's offensive line uh, could be, or how bad Aaron Rodgers' offensive line could be. But those guys make them look better by being able to read really quick and get the ball out of their hands. Um, for NFL quarterbacks, it's about 3.2, 3.4 seconds for them guys to actually catch and release. When Brady and Aaron Rodgers are, are, are on, um, it's a little less than, than three seconds. So they make the offensive line look better. And then the receivers are working to, to get open. They know the reason the, the ball is going to come out quick. So they, they work their butts off to get open quicker. Uh, they know the ball is going to be there. And, and it seems like Sam is doing that right now. A lot of talk has been this morning about how the Jets knew what plays were coming. Basically, uh, Stafford was, was tipping his plays. You know, you, you would think that would happen more often, but you know, I've been watching the Jets for 40 years, and they haven't had a defensive performance where they had five interceptions in a game since 1999. <laughs> uh, is this a normal procedure? And, and we saw kind of like, okay, this is the coming out party for Darren Lee. We've been waiting for this for years with, with, with his picks. So uh, is this a normal thing for defenses to be able to read offensives like this? 
Um, yeah, sometimes it is. Uh, when you played against that guy for a while, or, or some coaches uh, have gone against certain certain teams for a while, the, the tendencies are there. Um, you know the hand signals that the quarterback's going to use. You know the calls that the defenses are going to use. Um, you see it in in certain formations on both sides of the ball. Um, that's actually why m- most of the time games within your division are, are, are so close. Uh, you play those guys so much, you know tendencies, you know hand signals, you know uh, gestures, things like that. So um, you'll go into a game week every now and then uh, and change things uh, here and there, but you don't want to change them too much because, you know, uh, football players, we are creatures of habit. We get used to something, we want to keep it that way. So, um, you know, I, I think it seemed that way last night. Uh, not saying that the lines were were so so much tipping off everything that they were going to do, but it just seems like by uh, alignment and um, the calls that, that Bradford was making, it seemed like the defense was tuned in and they knew exactly where he, was, where he wanted to go with the ball. Yeah, yeah something must have been off because Stafford throws for 4,000 yards a year like it's nothing, like he's falling out of bed. So if he's able to do that, I, I mean, other teams weren't seeing what the Jets saw last night. So uh, certainly a unique situation. Uh, you know, we're talking with Rob Carpenter with the Gang Green Report. Rob played uh, with the Jets in the early 90s. Of course, Boomer Esiason, Browning Nagel. I always make that comparison. And please... Rob, please tell me. I mean, the season starts off uh, with with a with a play with an interception, and I, I'm just thinking, here go the same old Jets right away. And the fact that Darnold had the moxie to come back and perform the way he did. I mean, I've lived through so much bad football through the years. I mean, besides Brownie Nagel, you know, Blair Thomas. I mean, all these picks that were supposed to be <laughs> something special, and you know, guys you played with. And and what what does it take for for a guy to be a superstar in this league? What did you see when you were playing what was the difference because most of you guys run a four 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 five you bench press the same thing physically you're the same but talk about the mental aspect that, that makes guys unique i was going to say it's, it's it's mostly the mental aspect of the game um the one thing i see from sam donald uh in particular is that he doesn't get too high doesn't get too low um and we saw it last night you know even at the end of the game he just came out the field like it was whole hump uh, you know, and he's moving on to the to the next one. Uh, showed after the game, and he was talking to his parents. He said, "Yeah, that was fun, but he didn't get too high. He wasn't not the guy that's the big rah rah guy. Uh, he's a leader. You know, he's leading. Um, but the mental aspect for him is where he's pretty much on an on an even plane uh, throughout the game, throughout his preparation. It's, you need guys like that. Um, but also, I mean, you do have the guys that are that are uh, that have a lot of a lot of attitude on the field, um, had a lot of have a lot of confidence on the field, and they show. Um, that's also part of it as well. That that, that makes a guy great as well. Um, Sam has his confidence, and and you can see it because he's not going to get rattled. Uh, but that's the thing that actually makes guys that makes the good guys into great guys. Uh, that confidence level that they have, the mentality to know that okay, if I make a mistake, I can come back and make up for it, um, and and keep it moving. And that's. That's actually what it takes. Some guys actually will have a bad play, and they go into a shell. You don't know if they're ever going to come out of it. Um, but the guys who can actually move on to the next play and know they can make a play after that, those are the guys that are going to be great. What what player did you did you play with that you kind of had a bad game or bad play and or consecutive you know bad games, and they just really never came out of it? Um, at times it seemed like Blair Blair Thomas was that way. Um, you know, once the the Toxicity came into the locker room, and we all know how 
uh, New York media can be. Once they grab a hold of a subject, they're not going to let it go. So even if uh, something happened in week two, they're still talking about it in week five. And if you, you know, basically can't get past that, um, you know, it kind of puts you in adulthood. It seemed like Blair did that a, a couple of times um, with him being a number one pick. Um, it seemed like Johnny Mitchell. Johnny Mitchell had that problem too a little bit. And I was just I was just ready to bring up um, Johnny Mitchell as well. You know, uh, from his uh, from his rookie year, um, he had a package of plays that was put in for him his rookie year, uh, and they were only his plays. And, and that's all Johnny could actually pick up on. Um, it took him a really long time to actually pick up the offense. So I think that was actually part of his struggle. Um, and and kind of kept him in the in the doldrums and kept him in the doghouse with the coaching staff. So uh, I do think that was a, a big problem with Johnny. Um, you know, it was just the fact that he really couldn't get a full grasp of uh, of the offense. So it made him struggle a bit. And if he had a bad play, he he knew that he wasn't going to basically be in there the next play. Um, so uh, you know, that's that that's part of it as well. Well, a monster win for the Jets in Week One. We'll see what happens in Week Two. Uh, Rob Carpenter with the Gang Green Report, and Rob, of course, you're doing some great work with the boys' clubs up here in Pelham. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Well, we actually did a, a charity uh, fundraiser that we had over the summer. Um, it was a great turnout. Um, I actually didn't think it was going to be a, a turnout as well as it did uh, because it was pretty much a last minute thing that we decided to do. Um, uh, my media group to do with the uh, boys, uh, big big brothers, big sisters program up there. Um, we had a few of the guys actually come up. Uh, to show their face in, so to to get you know more more of a turnout and did it up at uh, Dave and Buses, which is a good thing. Um, they allowed us to come in and use the place and, and you know have some fun during the day. Um, you know we had Elijah McGuire, Terrell Pryor. Uh, fortunately, Renzo Mulder is not here anymore, but um, Fireman Ed. You know, and I, I think this will continue uh, the way the the way the Jets program is actually you know coming along now. Um, and the guys buying into you know the community, uh, especially the young guys. There's so much young talent on this team, and, and so many fresh young faces. And those guys actually want to help out around the community. So um, I think this program is actually going to you know take off and help out a lot. Well, you know, one player, one person, one someone to look up to can make a difference for the for these young kids. You know, no matter where they come from, no matter what race they are. So you know, setting the right role model could could really make a difference in their lives. Exactly. And I think those kids actually looked up to all those guys that were there. Um, you know, and, and most of the time they just see a face on TV. So when they see the guys in, in person, it makes it that much better. They, they, they know things can happen for themselves as, as long as they're on the right, uh, right path. And, and that's the most important thing. Okay, Rob Carpenter with the Gang Green Report. I'm Mike Demergis.